Welcome, everybody, to a weekend recording edition of the A to Z Show. Oh, yeah. Happy hey, Friday. Happy Friday to you, TGIF, my friend. I was never a fan of TGIF, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah well, you're not a fan of good things. So. Their mozzarella sticks were pretty tops, though. Mm. I will give them that. It's all about them tater skins. <laughs> <laughs> all about them tater I, I want a t-shirt that's, that says uh, just yeah. all about them tater skins. That'll just, be the next one we do. Just my face on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but our original it. t-shirt design is that I am America's sweetheart, Andrew. That is true, yeah. I was trying to get you to lead into your, well, that was like the introduction part. Oh, are we supposed to do an, inter- an introduction? I mean, we usually do. And oh, I was, do people I not know was, who we are yet? I, I thought we I thought were it was setting it up pretty well. Point. Like. No, of you know what? We record on a Friday and you just fucking lose I'm all your... I'm fucking out of it, yeah. man. I've had like four beers. I'm drinking a vodka water. I don't uh-huh. know what's going on. You're ready for the weekend? <sighs> so, I'm, I've been working for it. Everybody has. Everybody wants a new romance. Hey, yeah, yeah. Who, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> no, you are America's sweetheart, Andrew. I am America's failed comedian, Zach. Thank you so much for joining in with us one more time, guys. Uh, you are always the best. Guys and girls, of course. I wow. mean, guys in like the non-sexual uh or non-gendered yeah why are you taking sex into this man you're really fumbling it's all i ever think about i don't know how you been buddy you doing good i'm doing all right it was a bit of a long week but we're done with it so. i feel you there yeah usually i get my little you know midweek reprieve with some a to z action but we had to delay it this week so. yeah i did not have much of a voice wednesday it would not have worked out like i might have had 20 minutes worth of talking in me so we would not have gotten very far in that podcast that's fine i mean it doesn't matter to the listeners because i'm so bad at editing that i you know take a week and a half anyway so they're not gonna notice you've got us back on track now though so it's good yeah now we're all set all right you're gonna get this one done we'll we'll boost it out tuesday we'll record wednesday again we're back on track we got nothing to worry about that was a long episode that you had to edit it was, and I thought it was hilarious because at the end of it, I even call out that it's going to take yeah. a lot of edit, and I forgot I even said that. So as I'm editing it, I'm like, oh, well played, past Andrew. Yeah. You're literally like, this is going to take me three weeks to edit, and then it took you three weeks to edit. <laughs> we thought it was a joke. It turns out you just knew exactly what the fuck yeah. was going to happen. I'm like, oh, I know me. I know how this is going to work. I know exactly where this is planning out to be. I'm trying to drink away from the mic this time so you guys don't hear the ice cubes oh. smashing the glass the yeah, whole see, time. That's why I go no ice. I, I like my drinks cold, though. Yeah, like your heart? Yes, okay. exactly like it. It's where I chip the ice off of. Oh. <laughs> well, that's why I don't have any, then, because I would never attack your heart like that. You know what else was funny about... It was either the last episode we just put out, or maybe the one right after that, where The missing you... episode? No, 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 oh. no. Not the missing episode. That one doesn't exist. What was really funny about... It was either the last episode, or the one right before that. You, like complimented me on how much better that i sound oh yeah yeah like talking and then Mm -hmm. i like just muttered and stumbled through every fucking word i said after that (laughs) it's like you cursed me yeah that that was when you reached doing the the car 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 cartoons exactly where they came from yeah because like 20 (laughs) minutes before i said cartoons you were like, yeah, man, like, you just talk way better than me. Like, my mm-hmm. my words are never that clear, but yours yeah. are always really clear. I'm like, yeah, it's because I did theater. I know yeah. what I'm talking about. And then I just fucking stuttered like an asshole for the next <laughs> 45 minutes. It's karma, man. It was pretty hilarious. But yeah, that's the one thing I was thinking of when I was listening to the episode when you, you sent me the edit. I was just like, why would I start yeah. fucking I was like, I gotta leave that in. Now. Yeah. It's like I got complimented on my good diction, and now all of a sudden I can't say words. 
But then again, we've we've had several moments of me not being able to find or say words. Well, so. yeah, it's kind of a a high point. It's pretty the, hilarious. Yeah. Was the, was the word motivation? That was the one. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. then I got to title it that you couldn't find motivation. It's Zach finds motivation <laughs> literally. What was really funny is that you edited it down, so nobody understands that that was legitimately oh, yeah. ten minutes, maybe if not fifteen. Yeah, at some it was point, a lot. I'm gonna like uh, get together like a, a a fun little like non-edit edit and just get some like a greatest greatest hits kind of thing, like and a then, super yeah. comp of me trying to find words because mm-hmm. I can't think of. Them. Yeah, I'm like no, it's like <laughs> the best part. I was giving just synonyms yeah. of the word motivate, like. Your reason for doing things, your yeah. drive, why you would want to do something. You turned into the thesaurus rex over there. <laughs> That's a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, I'm a lovable idiot, at least. You are. Well, among some. Yeah, I mean, some some people like me. I think that's a fair assumption, yeah. Getting a phone call. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's a bill collector. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Actually, what it probably is is those, like, robot calls they've been doing. I've been getting a lot of those lately. So do I, man. I fucking hate it. I know. I got one one time. It, it made me laugh because I, like, answered the phone, and it was like, hello. Because of your wonderful credit score, your visa uh, is available for an extension. I was like, I haven't paid the bill on that in about a year, so there's no fucking way you're talking to me. Nice try. <laughs> it was like being a shitbag saved me from getting scammed there. The worst is when they leave you a voicemail. Because I don't like to check my voicemail anyway, and it's like, oh man, I gotta go in and erase this now. That's what's cool about iPhones; they have like little transcripts. Oh yeah. Yeah, like you like hit the button, and it gives you like kind of a transcript. The words aren't always super accurate, but you can kind of figure it out. Can you delete it from there, and then it gets yeah, yeah, you just swipe like left with it, and it just deletes it right off. That does. And you're all set. Get on that Google. I agree. What the fuck? Uh, Whoever is running Google, I don't know whose name it is. Somebody different now. I think they just changed it. Yeah, who the fuck owns Google now? Because yeah. Bill Gates owns Microsoft. Um, Tim Cook owns Apple. And Google's run by um, the Crimson King, I mm-hmm. assume. The, I o- know the Overlords. Yeah. The Overlords. Your Google Overlords. It's the two aliens from The Simpsons. Yeah, King <laughs> We will find bigger sticks. <laughs> Those are always great. The Treehouse of Horrors. Those are my favorite episode of The Simpsons. I actually didn't watch it this year. I haven't watched The Simpsons in six or seven years. No, really. I don't know. They just started dipping really hard and just kind of lost. uh, It is a lot of repeat stuff. I mean, it's been 30 years now. I was a huge Simpsons fan. And I hate to say it, but I almost feel like they should have quit while they were ahead. I mean, that's fair. Maybe, like, after the Simpsons movie, just call it quits. Like, let's just stop making Simpsons TV shows at this yeah. point. It actually went pretty good. There's some good laughs in that. The Simpsons movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. It was it was legitimately funny. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. You want to hear a fun little uh, trivia about uh, The Simpsons? Not anymore, no. Well, too bad. I feel like we've been talking long enough, so I'm going to edit all this out. <laughs> That's fine. Um so the big, like, you know, one of their most popular episodes, the monorail episode. Correct. Which is essentially just the music man, but with a monorail. Didn't know that, but okay. You know who wrote that? I do, actually. Who? Conan O'Brien. Yeah, that's my boy. And do you know why he wrote that? Because he's fucking hilarious. Because the music man is his favorite musical, so he wrote the whole monorail thing. Oh, yeah? Based off the music man. Okay. And then just with his hilarious brain was able to make it funny. Wow. So the music man isn't normally a comedy, then? It's a little bit of a comedy, yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was in it. Oh. Were you the man of music? No, I was uh, Tommy Gilles, oh. who is the um, 
he is the male dance lead for one. And you got it? Yeah, I'm a great dancer. I'm super graceful, and I know how to tap. So oh. maybe you should watch your fucking tone with me. How's that? Like kegs? You can tap a keg? Is that I, I can do that, and I can also tap dance. Oh. I can do both. Okay. I can tap all. I can tap kegs. I can tap dance. At the tap, same time? I can tap pussy. At, yeah, all three of them at the same time. I call that 4th of July. Nice. I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. But no, I got Tommy Gillis. He was the uh, comic relief. So okay. That's what I usually got whenever there was roles to be played. I might be a failed comedian, but I get comedic timing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a longer pause in there and edit that. It'd be amazing if yeah. you just like edited that for like a minute long pause. <laughs> People are like, my, my microphone or my speakers are dead. I don't know what's going on. Well, that was one of, uh, how was his name? Steve Martin, one of his old bits back when he was still a comedian. Stand up. Yeah. yeah. And he was a wild and crazy guy where he like, he had a joke about like, uh, He's like, people wonder why I'm always so funny. And the thing is, is that I have mastered the art of comedic timing. To mean, time mean. <laughs> That's always one of my favorite bits that he had. It's such a throwaway bullshit, but it just always makes me laugh. He is a funny guy. He is he still alive? Oh yeah, good. It's good to hear. Has he? He hasn't done much in like a while. Not a whole lot. He did some like writing and directing of movies <clears throat> back in like the late two thousand mm-hmm. before twenty ten. But yeah, he hasn't done much lately that I know of. Right on. He did a tour with Martin Short, I think. Really? Like a year or two ago, where they went to like 20 different cities and just got up and talked and hung out. I honestly would have paid to go see that, because Martin Short used to be really fucking funny, too. Yeah. He hasn't done a lot lately, and like, you know, his last seven or eight years of career were pretty shit, too. He was doing terrible films, but he was legitimately a funny guy for a while. He was a pretty good dude. So I would have paid to go see that. I think they were. I could ring around here somewhere, maybe. Yeah, I, I guess I just didn't hear about it or just didn't care yeah. enough. Well, What'd you say? Really hard, it was hard to advertise. Like, how do you, <laughs> what radio station is going to advertise that, you know, website or anything? I don't know. What do they call it? The uh, has-beens of comedy? What was the <laughs> fucking, <laughs> you throw Dana Carvey and Tim Allen in there, too? You make oh. it a fucking tour. I love Dana Carvey. Let me just throw oh, that out there. Oh, there you Tim Allen. No, Tim Allen sucks. Yeah. Well, Tim Allen's... Yeah, no. Tim Allen sucks, pretty much. I was never even that big of a fan of Home Improvement, so... Yeah. What about Buzz Lightyear? Yeah, but that's not Tim Allen's doing that fucking Buzz Lightyear was cool. That was the writers of Pixar is why Buzz Lightyear was cool. Tim Allen was a drug mule, and worse than that, because you can be a drug mule, fucking sell coke, whatever, do your thing. Here's the worst part, is that he got caught and then fucking rolled on all his buddies... Like a fucking rat. And then that's how he didn't go to jail. And now he's fucking Santa Claus eight years later, thanks to Disney. So just think about that. And they finally stopped making those, at least. Martin Short was in the last one. Was he really? Remember? There he was. Uh, Tie yeah. it all back. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, he, he was I've like. Only uh, seen the first one. He was Jack Frost. Uh, I think it was the Santa Claus 3. Okay. The Escape Clause, I think is what it was called. All right. But yeah, Martin Short was in that. He was Jack Frost. He had horrifying fucking prosthetic makeup on. Oh, yeah? Pull it up. I'm yeah. not even kidding you. Yeah, Santa Claus 3. Look at me. I'm fucking good at this shit, man. Yeah, look at that. It's Whoa. horrifying. <laughs> it looks like he has, like, the... 
like piercings through his eyebrows. Right? Yeah. He looks terrifying. He's supposed to be Jack Frost. Yeah, and he is uh, horrifying looking. Because he's like trying to take over the North Pole yeah. and it, take it Christmas. escape clause. Look at yeah. Look at, fuck it. I'm great at this shit, dude. I, I need a, to get you on Douglas movies. My mind is a steel trap for terrible films. If if I remember correctly, the uh, plot of this film was that Jack Frost is trying to get Santa Claus to not exist anymore or something like that so that he can take over the North Pole and make Christmas about um, winter instead of Santa so that he can be the number one guy. It is amazingly terrible. Mm -hmm. Around Christmas time, we're going to watch it together. And we're going to laugh hysterically. I, I think I'm in. Because it is so bad. Speaking of Christmas movies, with my beard finally coming back. I don't know where this is leading. Uh, now that, like, when I start growing it back out like I used to have, I know for a fact I'm going to start getting more pictures of the young Santa Claus from Santa Claus Coming to Town, the old claymation one. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Here's the thing about it. So, it was right about, was it about a year after me and you started dating? Babe? Less. It's probably less. Uh, you know, I had my beard grown out. I had my hair grown out. I've got piercing blue eyes. Mm. Uh, Emma started saying that I looked like a hot Santa. And I was like, who the fuck is hot Santa? And she's like, you know, the young one from that one movie, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. So, to Emma... Hot Santa is when Santa Claus is young and Santa Claus is coming to town but still has his beard, even though he has an Andrew Luck beard and I have a mustache. Thank does, you very yeah. much. Well, okay, hang on. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh, fuck me. That actually does look like me. I'm yeah, it not really happy. Does. Babe, yeah. this one really looks like me. Can you see from there? Yeah, that's kind of what I meant more than the younger. That one really looks like me i'm not happy about that at all so um emma said that to her mother okay who agreed 100 percent in two ways one that it looked like me and two that yes that was hot santa oh so i got tagged disturbing in, yeah. I, yeah i i agree i got tagged in a picture of they literally just posted the picture of him from the movie on facebook and they tagged me in it on facebook Look, you make this like, face all the time that is true. I will give you that one. Goddamn Christmas. This is the worst part about Christmas. It'll be like perfect time. You'll get about that length. That's where I'll, I'll be close to that right around Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I, I really fucking hate Christmas, man. I'm going to be honest with you. And I hate my ginger beard. <laughs> yeah, that's really what seals it. Is the, the color even matches. Yeah. Especially with that one because there's even gray in it. And I have gray in my hair and in my beard. It doesn't make me angry, though. I was born blonde i knew i was gonna go gray at some point like there's already not color in my hair i'm just not losing it which is pretty nice right and my beard's already coming back i'm really happy with it yeah i've missed it so what uh claymation christmas movie character the do you look the most like varble uh probably one of those fucked up toys from that island i was gonna say yukon cornelius oh i don't know what that is what? You don't know Yukon Cornelius? No. He has my favorite Christmas song, Silver and Gold. Oh, really? That's from Ru Ru Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, dog. Yeah. Rudolph. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Are you serious? Have you not watched any of these claymation I, Christmas I've seen movies? them, but I was like two. But they're so good, That's so man. long ago. You should watch them every year. They're you know how amazing. old I am. 
I watched these when they debuted in 1954. Yeah, but why are you not watching them now, though? They're so much fun. They play them 40 I don't understand your times. new age technology. I don't know how to play a DVD. You so. Turn on the fucking TV. They, they play them 40 times in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I don't get that channel no more. What, what, what channel did I say? I'm not even... I'm confused. I'm trying to confuse you. Welcome to my world. One of those what are, am I searching for? The uh, Yukon? Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, there he is. Well, that's not him. That's just words. There he is. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> I just make it funny. Yeah, I don't think I've ever. No, like you're that. the abominable snowman. Thank you. It's from the same movie. How have you not seen any of these? I had like a shit ton of fucking jokes I was gonna make. You can still make them. I'm just gonna have to Google everything. Yeah, there he is. Okay. No, not that one. That's oh. the Yeti. <laughs> I was looking at the. Here, look, oh, yeah, good. yeah, okay. right, right there, the claymation one, yeah. There you go, that's you. I mean, I'm not that old yet, I don't have that one. Close hair. enough. What is he doing here? Yeah, he looks like that one thing that tried to kill Luke in uh, Empire. Yeah, the Wampa. <laughs> no, not the Wampa. The Wampa's what he's riding. No, that's a Tauntaun. Oh, oh, fuck, you're right. You just got Star you Wars school. You won, you won on the Star Wars, I will give you that. Ever since the two newer Star Wars movies have kind of given up on Star Wars. You want to talk about the old Republic instead? I'm, I know way more about that. That's because it's a Bioware game. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Bioware games, uh, you've been playing Mass Effect Andromeda? I actually did start it, yeah. As did Although I. Although the people aren't going to realize that because that was a right, well, missing I mean, episode. So. We'll just let them know. Okay. We, uh, we both challenged each other to start playing Mass Effect Andromeda. Not just to start playing it. To it's, beat it. It's a race it. to beat it. Yeah. Okay, now here here's the thing. Are we racing just to beat it, or does completion count towards points? Because I'm going to do a lot of side missions. I just I always do a lot of side missions. No, we're going for credits, because you have more time to play than I do. Yeah, but I never do. Right. I played it like once this week. Same. So. I, I didn't even get out of the opening like uh, like prologue when you're on that one planet. Like My father's still alive. That's oh. how fucking into the game I still am. Yeah, he sacrificed himself to save me, because I'm better than him. That's true. Are you playing as a male or a female? I'm a male. Okay. Yeah. Jacob, I think, was my name. Mine was Zachary. Oh, you actually changed it? Yeah. Oh. Does yeah. that does that make you feel better? No. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's a role-playing game. I'm going to customize the character to be the one role that I like the most. Me. Oh, okay. Is your twin sister also in a coma? Do you relate to that? No, but I did pick for the presets to customize your twin. Because when you customize your look, you can customize your twin as well. Oh, really? Uh, so I picked like the most ginger Irish-looking woman for the twin. Because I was like, yeah, that's how that works. I oh, agree. All right. So she's got like freckles and blonde and like blue or blue hair. <laughs> <laughs> she's got freckles and red hair and blue eyes, and I'm like, yeah, that's what my sister would look like if I had a twin sister. I assume. All right. I had a lot of fun with it. And then you can choose. That's why you never got off the planet. You're playing all this other stuff. Yeah, I, it took me 45 minutes to customize everything. I had to make sure everything looked right. There was actually a screen on the title screen that said Quick Start with Jacob. So I know. I clicked that, and I, I'm Jacob with yeah. Quick Start. I scrolled past that and went to Customize Character. Oh. And then I even set the history of my Shepherd and everything else like that. Oh, really? I, I care about these games, buddy. I didn't know Shepherd was even in. He's not. Oh. Or they're not, because it, it can be, be either. Yeah. 
But uh, you can customize your history on whether you had a male shepherd or a female shepherd. Okay. Oh, this is after the trilogy. Well, it happens before Mass Effect Three, technically. Okay. But you got to remember they were in cryogenic sleep for six hundred years as they were going to the Andromeda galaxy. Right. So they left. I think they leave before the Reapers arrive. Yeah, I think they leave around the time of the end of Mass Effect Two. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong on that though. Don't quote me on that. I just did. But uh, you've been quoted. Yeah, they they leave and it takes them six hundred years to get to the Andromeda Galaxy, and they're all like you know cryogenically frozen and shit like that. So. Right. Some of them still are. And there's no renegade options on these. You got to kind of build your own thing. I know. It's like, I was uh, a little disappointed with that. The uh, dialogue system is a lot like Dragon Age. In Inquisition, if oh, you've really? played that. I don't know if you have. I have not yet. No. Played our, the first two. I haven't played Inquisition. Our friend Alex, if they're listening. Um, Hates me now? No, oh. but they're going to make you play Dragon Age in, Inquisition now, just so you know. I so. actually thought about getting It's on sale right now for the Black Friday sale on Xbox. It's like 10 bucks for the, oh, get it then. For the full game with the yeah, DLC and get everything. Get it. Get it. 100% get it. All right. It's a really good game. It did take me 400 fucking times to finally get through it because I kept starting new games. Yeah. And then Alex was just like, if you don't finish this fucking game, we are not friends anymore. And I was like, I'm going to finish it. Okay. And I and I did get through it. And I'll be honest with you, pretty good story. Yeah. That's a pretty big landmark for you. Like you mentioned, you don't really finish things. I don't finish often. a lot of things. Yeah. No, I don't have the attention span. <laughs> have you played any of the Dragon Age games at all? Yeah, I beat the first one. And I'm like halfway through the second one and then my save got corrupted and I never went back to it so I think the second one's my favorite I was enjoying it a lot the, the second one is yeah pretty much 100% my favorite I yeah. love the second one the whole storytelling aspect like the angry dwarf mm. retelling everything while he's getting tortured that was really fun oh uh oh fuck what's his name Varric maybe yes Varric nice well good pull thanks Alex will be less mad at you now okay good no it if it's only 10 bucks, get it, and then like uh, when you get around to playing it, if yeah. you don't like it, I'll give you 10, 10 bucks. Ooh. Because I know you're going to like it. It's a really good game. It's a lot of fun. All right. And it has kind of a similar feel to Mass Effect 3. Although, I, I will tell you now, because it's something I learned, if you're um, going to play as a straight male, you've only got like one romance option. Really? Yeah, but if if you want to play as some kind of gay character, you get a shit ton of romance options, so you're all set. <laughs> Just letting you know. But see, me, whenever I play games like that, the character is me every mm -hmm. time. Like, I don't right. make a character. It's just I just make myself into that world, and mm -hmm. that's just how I play it. And so I did that, and, like, I'm seeing all these hot chicks that I want to bang, and, like, half of them are lesbians. And then there's, like, one girl who wants to bang me, and it's Cassandra. Like, that's pretty much all you get. Okay. But I, I do still jokingly flirt with my friend who is gay who's a guy. Because that's how I do it in real life, too. Like, I, I, I joke with all my gay friends. I don't care. Yeah. It's fun to me. It makes me feel pretty. Whatever works for you, man. Yeah, man. It's the same reason I used to go to gay bars when I was, like, 21 and single. I'd, I'd go to gay bars just to get beers bought for me because it was cool to, like, live life like a woman for half a minute. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, oh, people will buy me drinks? Yeah, they all that's, want that hot young Santa. That's what's up. Yeah, they were all like, yeah, break... Why don't you climb down my chimney? What's up, Chris Kringle? <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Did I get you on the chimney joke? You did. That was good. You know I don't like laughing at you, but I did. I know. I always try to make you laugh. That's my goal on every podcast. Well, you know who else had a goal to make people laugh? 
Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. That's probably true. <laughs> but I was going to transition into topics. So. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, we're about 30 minutes into this. We yeah. might as well transition to it topics. Was, uh, a man very dear to both of us, I believe. The great Stanley. Mm. Rest in peace, sir. Let me all, can we just take a minute of silence I think for we should, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe not a whole minute, but. I mean, can we just take a moment, a moment? of yeah, silence we can do a moment. for Stanley? Thank you. Excelsior, sir. Excelsior. I know you're a big DC guy, but you, you've got to have been touched by Stanley. I have nothing but respect for Stanley. Are you kidding me? A man is, he's, I mean, Kevin Smith said it the best. I don't know if you read his uh, Instagram post no, like, right after it was uh, announced. He called him the modern day Mark Twain. And I can't think of any way better to describe what Stanley was. That is perfect. And I mean, also, when you think about how old he was, what was he, 95? 95, yeah. That's five generations of childhoods that he touched. Oh, yeah. That he touched. And when he died, five generations of childhoods felt something. That man was a legend. Well, it blew up everywhere. Like, even people that don't read comics you know him from the movies now. You know? Exactly, yeah. yes. I don't know if, if you saw what I tweeted or not when I first heard about it, mm-hmm. where I was like, uh, I will not see another Marvel movie since Stanley's not going to be in it, that's the only reason I was there. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's in the next like two, I think. At least, that probably. is fair. He's, yeah. He usually would film a couple ahead. Yeah, we're going to pull up the Kevin Smith's Stanley post. Okay. I almost cried reading it, so I'm going to read it to you and see if you cry. Wow, okay, thanks. It was fucking... Be- oh, Emma made me read it because she almost cried. So, here we go. Our benevolent leader and king, smiling down from his eternal throne on the generations of imaginations he's fed and inspired. You were the first creator whose voice I knew before I'd ever actually heard it. You dreamed up some of my favorite modern myths and created characters that instilled in me a moral barometer. Teaching me right from wrong and showing me it's always better to be a hero instead of a villain. Your characters represented us. Yes, they had extraordinarily unbelievable abilities, but they also were reflections of a world we knew, where Spider-Man is really just a boy who wants to help. You showed me how to interact with the audience whenever you stepped onto Stan's soapbox to reach out to the readers. Oh, God, I'm already getting choked up. You showed me how to advocate for my field beyond the actual art itself whenever you tub-thumped for comic books outside of the medium. It was never enough for you to simply make a comic because you were a true salesman at heart. So you not only sold comics, you sold me on comics. So much so that I built a life and career around your dreams and ideals. When you did Mallrats with us, you not only made a lifelong fan's dreams come true, you also lent me comic book credibility that I still get, sp- that I still get to spend today. And whether it was for comic book men or yoga hosers, Whenever I asked to borrow your heat again, you were always there for me with a smile. Your love story with Joni and your long, happy marriage always shined as an example of what I wanted for my personal life. I long admired and emulated your kindness and patience and sense of humor when dealing with your public. Outside of my parents, you were the one adult who gave me the most useful life skills I still use today. Thank you, Stan for making me not only the boy I was, but also the man I am today. You had great power, and you also used it responsibly. Fostering billions of dreamers who all know your name, a name written in the stars for all time. 
You were not just the literary titan of comic books. You were our modern-day Mark Twain. I will miss you all my days. My friend and hero, Excelsior forevermore, Kevin Smith. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm really glad he brought up uh, Joni also. She was was so much a part of his life. She was a doll. (laughs) Emma made me read that at the bar when I was about seven beers in. Oh, God. Yeah, no hope for you there. No, I, I cried like a bitch. Quoting Stan himself, enough said. Like that's <laughs> enough said, exactly. I just, oh man, it's a real piece of American history has gone. Oh yeah, this week, like, and it was one of those things where like we always knew it was gonna happen, like in the back of your mind. But then oh, like yeah. I also kind of thought I was like, I think Stanley's gonna outlive me. Right. I think like, he might just be like he's immortal. made it this far. Like yeah. yeah, he might just be Jesus incarnate, and I think he's just gonna always live, and he'll just keep writing fucking dope ass comics and teaching us right from wrong this whole time, and yeah. giving us fucking lessons, and we're gonna live that life. And I'm about to cry, and it just didn't work. Apparently, I guess I was wrong for once. God, the one time I wanted to be right. Yeah. The one real time I wanted to be right was that Stanley would never die. <sighs> he was no great, one would man. blame you for that. That would be the best gift you could have given anybody. I agree. I would gladly give my life for Stanley to make sure that he could live forever. He was a. It's not even like he was a legend, or he was just a. He was a great gift to comic books. He was comic books for, I mean, fifty fucking years, man. That guy oh, yeah. pulled comic books out of the fucking little spinny rack in a drugstore in the forties. To there are comic book stores, yeah, stores devoted Empires. just to comic books. There's a giant cinematic universe that makes billions of dollars. It made so much money, fucking Disney bought it, and it all came from him and Jack Kirby. Their imaginations. That's where that came from. Oh, yeah. 70 fucking years ago, that's where that came from. It's insane. Like, just to, to think of the scope where that came from, it, it, it blows my fucking mind. Like, I don't know how else. I don't know how you do a good send-off for Stan Lee. Like, there's nothing. Like, everything you do just pales in comparison. Oh, absolutely. So all I can say is, thank you, Stan. That's all I can say. I think that's all that needs to be said. Like he, uh, he inspired us throughout our whole lives. Like I don't know. Is that uh, it? comics were such a good way for me to like make the closest friends I've had, including you. Yeah, you that's know? the reason we're friends. It's because of comics. That's the main reason, yeah. And there's four million other people walking this fucking planet right now who feel that exact same way. I mean, comic books are, I mean, they're modern day myths. They're they're the Odyssey, but they're in English and they have cool pictures with them. It's it's the exact same thing. Yeah. And this guy just made them. It's still so surreal to me to just see how popular and like mainstream it all is now you know it is a little wild because i used to have to hide the fact that i read comic books absolutely hundred thousand percent like i was playing football and like trying to date cheerleaders so i couldn't tell everybody that i was reading comic books when i was in high school but i was totally reading comic books in high school (laughs) i loved them oh yeah that's something that never leaves you too once you start i don't know anybody that's like oh yeah i used to read comics like you still do even if you're just reading the old comics that you still have yeah you will always read comics. you're reading comics yeah what turned you what turned you on to comics? What was your like stepping stone into comics? 
for me, it was the 90s X-Men show. Oh, really? Yeah, me and my friends were like That was a pretty good cartoon. That That is fair. So I started with X-Men and moved from there on to Spider-Man and Hulk. I was big into Hulk back then, too. Um, Nice. Shortly after that, they started showing the reruns of the old 70s show, Lou Ferrigno and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's a good show. I used to watch that with my dad on the weekends, and that was really (laughs) fun. Mine came from my fifth grade teacher. Oh, yeah? Mr. Zimmer. Wonderful teacher, great man. It's fucking one of my favorite teachers of all time growing up. He, uh, first off, he turned me on to Lord of the Rings because he found out that I liked Lord of the Rings movies because this was like right around the time the fucking Fellowship of the Ring came out was when I was in fifth grade. And I had seen it and loved it. I know I'm far younger than you, Barbell. <laughs> I forget sometimes. I had seen it and loved it, and I was talking to like a friend of mine at school, like, "Oh man, you got to see this movie. It's fucking amazing." I didn't say fucking amazing. I was in fifth grade. I mean, I was like, "This movie's, this is this movie's awesome. Like, it's it's so cool." And he was like, "Oh, he's like, uh, did you like that movie?" I was like, "Yeah, I thought it was great." He's like, "You should read the books." I'm like, "There's there's books because I had no, I had no fucking clue." He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "I'll I'll." Bring him in for you, because he was a huge J.R.R. Tolkien fan. So he brought me the Lord of the Rings, you know, the Fellowship of the Rings, and like, like, like yeah, all that. The whole trilogy. Yeah, he just brought me the whole thing. He's here. He's just like, just read those. Whenever you get done with them, just bring them back to me. Wow. But then he also, uh, that was like halfway through, through the school year. At first, he used to have um, these like milk crates that he would fill with different books and things like that for you to read like when you got your homework done early or something like that okay. he, was, he, he just wanted you to read he was a teacher that wanted you to read at all times where he's like if you get your homework done early read keep your fucking mind going like be smart please for the love of god i'm teaching you can you please be smart <laughs> and he had like three milk crates full of uh comics really yeah because he loved comic books and so, like, one day I was just kind of looking through them, and he gave me uh, Dark Hawk. That was my first comic I ever read. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's Marvel, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. I think so. At Dark Hawk, you know, like, teenage boy finds an alien suit that, like, he can shoot grappling hooks and has, like, uh, glider wings and things like that. Yeah. It's actually a fairly good comic, to be fair with you. I found that, and I read, like, five or six of them on, like, a free day, because it was, like a, like, a Friday. Like, you know, you have free day, because I didn't want to make a... Uh, lesson plan right and it was like yeah you guys read or like you know do math or something and i just read a shit a shit ton of comics i stayed after class so many times like 30 40 minutes after class talking to him about comics and he would give me more comics and stuff like that that's how i learned how like fucking comics were cool man was my teacher mr zimmer he was just like cool because he was super into them too and he just was happy to see somebody else like comics and i'm like at the time, I didn't get it. I was just like, this is weird that a teacher likes things that I like. This makes no sense to me. Yeah. But now, like, I kind of put, put myself in his shoes. Like, if I was a fifth grade teacher and I had a shit ton of Batman comics and, like, a carton, oh. and some kid was like, hey, I read a couple of these. These are pretty good. Like, what else should I read? I'd be like, how you much time do you time. have? Yeah. Like, how much time do you <laughs> Can you stay just, like, a little bit late? Like, I'll give you extra credit. That's fine. Like, I, we, we got conversations to have. But yeah. You call your mom. You say yeah. you're gonna miss call something tonight. I'll drive you home. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But we have to talk about comic books right now. <laughs> but yeah, it was Mr. Zimmer. He he got me into comic books in fifth grade. So he's not listening. There's no fucking way. You don't know that. I don't think we're even connected on any like social media. If if he's listening, that is a fucking beautiful piece of destiny. And 
Let me just say thank you, Mr. Zimmer, for all that you've given me. I would like to thank him also. Sorry that I became a degenerate alcoholic uh, who curses a lot. Eh, it's he, not your he probably fault. probably saw that coming, too. It's yeah. not your fault. You were a great teacher. But, uh, yeah, that's where I got into comic books. That's awesome. So, yeah, everybody who's listening, if you're a comic book fan, foster that in other people. Oh, for sure. It's what I did to Emma. You just find comics that you think they're going to like and make them read that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, if you like that, you might kind of like this. And then you just kind of like Do you slowly... have to do that voice? Yes. Oh, okay. You have to do it, otherwise they won't listen to you. Okay, I'll start practicing. And then you just slowly nudge them into comic books. And then a year from now, which is where she's at now, you can ask her any fucking comic book question. And she'll either give you her honest answer or she'll be like, I haven't read that yet, so I don't know, but yeah. I'd like to read it. Let me just say one more thing. Okay. Um, to Stan. Seriously, thank you, Stan Lee, for everything that you did for us. You are a hero. Stan Lee didn't die. He just went home. Oh, my God. Did you see that comic that somebody wrote, by the way? It, was, oh, it, wasn't like, it was like a short little, like, like a newspaper comic kind of thing. Okay. But it was Stan Lee, like, at the pearly gates talking to God. Oh, nice. And he was like, oh, I hear you like to make universes, too. That's pretty cool. I like them. But I was just like that. It touched me in such a way of just like that's exactly what he did. Like he just made fucking universes, man. Fuck. And then I cried again. I've cried three times now over Stanley's death. So I think I'm done. I think I've dried out. Oh yeah. I think so. Okay. I cry every now and then. What do you want from me? You need to admit it, and you just did. So. There's, there's still some feeling in this cold, dead heart of mine. Okay. Not a lot, but some. Speaking of dead things. <laughs> Speaking of dead hearts. Game of Thrones has announced that uh, it's going to be returning in April. Yay, my birthday. I got, I got excited because they're like, oh, the, the release date finally got announced. I was like, oh, okay, awesome. So I jumped just online, and it's like, <laughs> April. April 2019. Like, yeah, we pretty much fucking knew that already. Like, a lot of people have been speculating that. Like, I don't know. I was ready for something a little more. And yeah, that'll be on my birthday. That'll be awesome. They didn't give us any new scenes or anything, but yeah, it's going to be good. So, Final six episodes. Is that all the final season is? Just yeah. six episodes? Six episodes. Sons of bitches. Why did it take four and a half years to fucking make then? Exactly. I don't know. I am excited, though. I really am, too. What do you think the ending's going to be? Just tears. You think so? Yeah. I really would Maybe not, not for them, but for me, I'll just be crying the entire time. I would not be surprised if they just let the fucking Night King win. Yeah? Like, if that's the ending of it. It wouldn't shock me. I if mean, that's this, George, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is an old quote by George Martin. Mm -hmm. uh, George R.R. R. Martin. Um, where he was like, the ending of the Game of Thrones series might just be a cold wind blowing through a graveyard. Wow. And he said that, like, I mean, that was like seven, eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would really respect that. Like, that's some balls to just be like, yeah, fucking not always, the good guys don't always win. Yeah. I don't want to tell you. Speaking of Game of Thrones, yeah. uh, in the last season, whenever they had boat sex finally with, yeah. uh, you know, Danny and John. Right. And Tyrion's got the weird look on his face outside. Did you see how perfect Jon Snow's ass was, by the way? Uh, no. It is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious with you. Yeah. It's perfect. Okay. It's like perfectly round. There's no, there's not a hair on it. Looks like a cantaloupe split down the middle. It's like that guy is a fucking dime piece. All right. One hundred percent. I'll have to pay attention in the rewatch that I do. You should. Okay. Because it's 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 pretty top notch. All right. 
Like, yes, Khaleesi is hot. We all know that. But I was shocked by how hot fucking Jon Snow was. I mean, like, we all knew he was hot. Yeah. But that ass was perfect. I was like, if you banged him from behind, like, and he just had long hair and you didn't know there was a beard there, Mm -hmm. I don't even think you'd be gay at that point. Like, you could for sure just believe that was a woman. Okay. That's all I'm saying. That's all you need to say. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to the next topic. <laughs> Dime piece. So Disney had some Star Wars news this week. I don't know if you saw most of those. Oh, boy. Uh, they're going to be... They actually named their streaming service. It's going to be called Disney Plus. Oh, coming out next the, year. What the fuck? Yeah. And they uh, said that... You well, knew about the Mandalorian already. We yeah, discussed that. I'm excited for that. They've actually cast it too. Speaking of Game of Thrones, yeah, it was see that? Pedro Pascal, right? Yeah, yeah. So that'll be pretty fun. That's what I heard the, from the beginning. So I'm happy to hear that. Okay, yeah, that's official. This just the title. Of this makes me fucking angry. Yeah, yeah. We're going back to the Rogue One universe that you love so much. Why? <laughs> like, yeah. okay, here, go back up so I can read the full title of this. Yeah. But it's Rogue One Star Wars prequel series announced for Disney streaming service. You're gonna yeah. do a prequel to Rogue One. Uh-huh. Well, they takes, can't do a sequel. Which takes place... Spoiler alert. <laughs> they already did. It was called A New Hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, a prequel to Rogue One, like, which takes place six months in between, like, episode three and episode four. Like, yeah. what kind of fucking prequel are you going to do? Like, why? There's no need for this. It'll be a rousing spy thriller that will focus on espionage and dangerous missions to help restore hope in the galaxy. It's going to focus on selling toys to children is what it's going to focus on. That This is going to suck. I guarantee you that. Yeah, but I don't want to throw it out there for you, so at least you're aware now. I just don't see it being good, man. I don't know about you. Like, how do you feel about it? But uh, I, I did like Rogue One. I thought it was no, I liked was a fun Rogue, movie. Rogue, yeah, I don't, Rogue One. I don't know that we need to movie, go back to it. How how do you do a prequel of it? Yeah. How do you do it? No, oh, let me even change that question. How do you do a series of a uh, prequel of that? Because it's like that's the thing. Yeah. What do you got? Fucking forty minutes of story before that. Like, what, like, what What the fuck, man? What the fuck? That's going to suck. That's going to suck 100%. Nice try, Disney. <laughs> Something we're hoping won't suck. Get ready for more of the Rebel Captain. Yeah, no, he's done. Ooh. So, HBO is doing that Watchmen series. Hell yeah. I'm sure you've heard about that. Mm-hmm. Damon Lindelof is involved, uh, being the showrunner. He says it's not going to be a reboot or a reimagining. But it's not exactly a sequel either, so it's a little bit of both. Okay. He's just using the character to tell stories, basically. Okay, he's kind and, of just uh, like, I have this uh, universe and I have a story I want to tell, like that kind of thing? Right. But in any case, they've cast their uh, Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Jeremy Irons, though, huh? Yeah. Nice. I loved the little title, too. Be prepared. Yes, <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. I love Jeremy Irons. That guy's a fucking fantastic actor. I mean, I like anything involving the Watchmen universe. I was always a big fan of the Watchmen comics. I love the Watchmen movies. Mm-hmm. Movie. Well, there was the animated one that was the... Uh, it came out right about the t- same time the movie came out, and it was all the... Uh, essentially what it was was an animated version of the comic that that little boy is reading during the actual comic book. Uh, what is it? Like the Black Sailor or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made an animated series of that. Oh, well, really? An okay. animated movie of that. Hmm. It it was pretty good, but uh, yeah, no, that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, basically all the information is there in the last paragraph if you want to read through it. 
now we can start piercing together what exactly this project is. Irons isn't exactly a spring chicken, so this leads me to believe that this older interpretation of Ozymandias lends credence to this being a sequel to the comic. That being said, I can buy this being a reimagining with Ozymandias being an old man that's seen countless wars and is looking to create a lasting peace before he dies. But that's just my own speculation. That's, I mean, that's a fair speculation. Mm-hmm. No other returning character has been confirmed, but if Ozymandias is coming back, does that mean that Dr. Manhattan may appear as well? I mean, you kind of have to put Dr. Manhattan in there if you're going to have Ozymandias. Uh, isn't that kind of like the whole point? Yeah, that those, those two are like the yin and yang of the Watchmen universe, essentially? Where it's like, Ozymandias is human, but tries to affect things too much, and like Dr. Manhattan is no longer human, and like, doesn't want to like fucking be involved with any kind of human bullshit at that point, which yeah. is always kind of like my favorite part about that character. Or maybe HBO will do what DC is doing. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> Don't do anything that DC is doing. Maybe HBO will do what DC is doing in Doomsday Clock, their sequel to Watchmen, where they have new characters take up the mantle of their dead predecessors. All I can say is that this is quickly becoming one of the most anticipated television series of 2019. I mean, I would uh, agree with that. Yeah, for sure. I love The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. I was always a big fan of that, of, like, taking heroes and making them, like, grounded and, like, real and shit like that. Like, there was, like, like Watchmen is really dark. Oh, yeah. It's, like, surprisingly dark. Like it's, it, it, it's the kind of thing, like, you'll read it, and then th- there are times where you have to, like, put the book down mm-hmm. and be like, what the fuck did I just read? Like, what? That's what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Who's your favorite Watchmen character? Either movie or comic, either one. Or both. I think it's Night Owl. I like Night Owl, too. Yeah. I like the comedian a lot, too. Yeah. Especially in the movie. Uh, what's his name? The actor who plays him. Yeah. He's also the dad in Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah. I can't think of his fucking and name off the top of my head. Walking Dead, he's... Uh... Yeah, he's Negan. <laughs> but he plays the comedian so fucking well. And what's fun, to me at least... When it comes to the comedian cycle. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Thank you. Good pull, Bubba. Good pull. But what I've always liked about the comedian's, like, kind of cycle of a character in those books is that, like, he's a terrible person but also does good things. And then you almost agree with him at the end of it, too, where he's just like, yeah, this is all fucking senders. None of this fucking means anything. It's all a goddamn joke. You can all go fuck yourself. You're like, yeah. Kind of, <laughs> sort of, yeah. I think mm. you're right, Bubba. I think you're 100 percent right. And I mean, it's cliche, but it, it's really hard not to like Rorschach. Like, oh yeah, Rorschach's a man. A comedian died tonight. Sounds like pedophile Batman. It kind of did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a comedian dies tonight. A little boy needs a mentor. <laughs> His parents were. Acrobats. <laughs> I'll show him the comfort that I never had as a child. <laughs> Teach him that good things can happen in a dark alley. <laughs> the only pearl necklace here is the one that I'm giving him on his chest. <laughs> oh, well, I have to cut you off there, Batman. Uh, I'm going to jail for that yeah, one for I think sure. So. They're going to track us down. They're tracking the IP. That's okay because right when I'm in jail, I'm not locked in there with them. Uh, They're locked in here with me. Good pull. That fucking guy that they got to play uh, Rorschach, by the way, was amazing. 
That's exactly how Rorschach should have yeah. played. Didn't do quite as good of a job as uh, with Freddy Krueger after that. But, Fair. Yeah. I also love the actor they got to play uh, uh, Night Owl in yeah. those movies too. Patrick Wilson. Mm-hmm. Even though I hated him in uh, the Phantom of the Opera movie, it wasn't his fault that I didn't like him. I thought you were going to say uh, The Conjuring. I was like, man. No, he's good in those yeah. movies. Jack Reacher author, Lee Child, uh, says streaming TV reboot in the works without Tom Cruise. Oh. Oh, are we going to find a guy who's like actually Reacher's proportions then? Mm, or? That's what I'm saying, yeah. That's, the subheading is uh, the actor is allegedly, allegedly too, too short. short. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, let me go ahead and read a little bit of this. Lee Child, the author who created and penned 23 Jack Reacher novels. I've read like 13 of them, so I'm like halfway through it. Right. And various short stories has confirmed that a TV reboot of his prolific series is on the way, albeit without Tom Cruise in the titular role. In an interview with BBC Radio, Child claimed that despite various fitting qualities, Cruise was sh- simply too short for the role, clocking in at 5'7". Jack Reacher, on the other hand, is supposed to be 6'5". That is true. He's 6'5", 250. He's yeah. a monster. I really enjoyed working with Cruz. This is in quotes. He's a really, really nice guy. Yeah, it's because of that fucking Scientology. Said Child. He had a lot of fun, but ultimately the readers are right. The size of Reacher is really, really important, and it's a big component of who he is. The idea, the idea is that when Reacher walks into a room, you're all a little nervous just for the first minute. And Cruz, for all his talent, didn't have that physicality. So what I've decided to do is there won't be any more movies with Tom Cruise. Instead, we're going to take it to Netflix or something like that, a long-form streaming television with a completely new actor. Fucking Lee Child gets it. And I want all of these readers who were upset about Tom Cruise to help me out. Participate in choosing the right actor for the TV series. We're rebooting and starting over, and we're going to try and find the perfect guy. Let me just throw it out there. I'm six foot five. That is so, true. All you have to do is start doing steroids and working out for the next six months. And okay. I think, I think you can do it. All right. Here's the thing, though. Playing Reacher, you're going to have to play like a cold, angry dude. Oh, okay. So just you. Yes. Okay. Imagine me in your body. Mm, I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make out at the end of this podcast. <laughs> Why wait? <laughs> Though the decision to forego Cruz as Jack Reacher may have been for this simple reason, he isn't known for being a television actor in the first place. Considering that the second Jack Reacher film, Never Go Back, earned considerably less than the first. <laughs> I like how they put that in like a red link. It's possible that the switch to television and crews not appearing could be a result of a combination of factors. Child confirmed that a deal was signed last week to make the series into a streaming show, though no specific streaming service, release dates, or casting has been announced. That makes me really excited. As a guy who's a fan of the Jack Reacher novels, and I am, I like the Jack Reacher novels a lot. They're a lot of fun. I even like the movies okay-ish. Like, yeah. they're okay. I mean, they're just kind of like fun action movies but what's fun about the books is that like they're they're usually they're never that long and they're just kind of like the they're the literary equivalent of like bad boys 2 where it's like is this super deep am i really like looking in inward on my soul right now or am i just reading like some fun action sequences and i just have like a hero who always wins no matter what happens like 
Jack Reacher is this uber mensch. You know, he's six five, two fifty. He's he was a military police officer, so he can take down anybody if need be, and he just knows how to handle things. So it's just like it's kind of fun to like have a character where you're like, you know he's gonna win in some way. He's just that fucking badass. So it's like it's almost fun to read that. Like it's a nice little like break or something else. Like if you're looking for like a non serious book to read, just yeah. kind of dig dig into the Jack Reacher novels because they're just like. Like I said, it's like watching a really fun but empty action movie, and that's kind of what the what the books are. And there is good characterization. There's like good character development. Things happen that are cool and shit like that. But yeah. in the end, you're reading just like really well written action scenes where Reacher's just like knocking dudes out and shit like that. And it's a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Whatever streaming service that goes to, I will be buying. All right. Next up, I need to follow up a little bit on topic we've been talking about oh the new child play reboot now has a poster oh really more than a toy he's your best friend eh. buddy and the i dot of the buddy is a wi-fi symbol whatever yeah. i don't i don't care <laughs> this is just they've beaten this dead horse so many fucking times that i just i it's it's hard for me to drum up any kind of excitement for uh, Chucky movie, I'll be honest with you. But they're updating. See, icons along the side of the box indicate that Buddy, B-U-D-D-I, mm. can be controlled by <clears throat> phones, tablets, and computers when connected to Wi-Fi. Oh my god. This He's like a murdering drone. Yeah, oh my god. This will make a totally different movie, I'm yeah. sure. And then, of course, they had to throw out, you know. From the producers of It on mm-hmm. there, because it's like, please come see this movie for mm-hmm. the love yeah. of God. Oh, that thing made money. Let's uh, throw that on there. Mm-hmm. You were like the second assistant director of that movie, right? I'm just shocked that Aubrey Plaza's involved in this. Because she has like an actual career and is like a decent actress. And she's for some reason in this movie. Sometimes you need a paycheck, man. That's fair. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not talking shit on her. I'm just surprised that she's in it, is what I'm saying. I don't know, man. I just like... I never got into the Chucky movies to begin with. They were always kind of like, meh. We've talked about this on an earlier episode yeah, yeah. where it's just like, yeah, he's a like a two-foot doll. Just right. ki- kick him out the fucking window and have some dinner. Like, let's move on. This is a bullshit movie. And then to add, like, all this extra bullshit, like, I just – it's hard for me to drum up some excitement for this. I will watch the movie, obviously. Yeah. But I just don't care. <laughs> does, it, does that make sense? It does. I'll watch this but... movie, but I don't care. Here's something I know you care about. Oh, yeah? We also have a poster for the PG-13 cut of Deadpool 2. Yes! Yes! Now called Once Upon a Deadpool. Yes! With him. Yes! This is amazing! This is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's fucking fantastic, dog. Are you kidding me? It's beautiful. It's even, like, Christmassy. There's, like, snow and shit on it. Yeah. That's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Look at him. He's got a glowing nose and shit. No, that's a fucking amazing thing. And we already talked about this, the PG-13 Deadpool. Like, I'm super excited for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a very fun time. I'm excited. Proceeds are going to fight cancer, so. Are you serious? Yeah. One dollar of every ticket. It's fucking, it's, it's the perfect movie. Yeah. Like, if you don't go see this, you're a heartless asshole. Even more so than me. That's saying something. And I'm a heartless asshole. (laughs) beautiful i want to get it framed and hang it in my fucking house since we're talking about how they're doing the princess bride thing with the deadpool, the deadpool 2. 2 cut yeah. yeah 
the uh, writer of The Princess Bride actually passed away today. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. He was 87 years old. Well, that's, that's two deaths that we've talked about now in this it episode. Is. It's kind of depressing, but he was a two-time Oscar winner, which I didn't know. Really? Yeah, he wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Are you shitting me? And he wrote All the President's Men. I mean, All the President's Men is okay, but Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is a fucking fantastic yeah. film. That shit was, is amazing. And that was his debut effort as an original screenwriter. Are you shitting me? That's his, his first, very first screenplay. That's his first screenplay is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. One of, I mean, easily top 20 greatest films ever made. Yeah. Motherfucker. How amazing is that? That is amazing. You know what else is amazing? What's that? The fact that he was still alive. I was unaware that he was still alive. <laughs> That's also fair, yeah. <laughs> That's not nice. All right, let's, let's take a moment of silence for William Goldberg. Or Goldman? Goldman. Goldman. Yeah. William Goldman. As you wish. You know what's great about the Princess Bride movie? Everything? Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say, is yeah. that like it hits like every fucking thing you want from a film where it's like oh are you into this kind of thing well then watch this movie like like that kind of thing like mm. if if you're a guy like let's say i'm just talking hypothetically here okay let's say i'm a guy who's really into movies right mm. and i've seen a lot of films okay and let's say i start I, let, let's say i fall in love with a girl who has seen no films ever okay right all right yeah i, I can maybe see that still talking hypothetically right yeah if I show that girl the Princess Bride, mm-hmm. I know 100% that she is going to like it. Yeah. That's what's cool about the Princess Bride. Is that, like, no matter who you're showing it to, you know they're going to like it. It literally has something for everyone. Yeah. And I'll I'll be honest with you. If you show the Princess Bride to somebody, like, if you have, a, like, a friend or a close acquaintance or a significant other or even, like, a work friend... If they've never seen The Princess Bride and you show them The Princess Bride and then they say they don't like it, cut them out of your life. You don't want them involved in your life. They're clearly bad people. That's a very good test. I mean, I think it's the best test. I think it's uh, the only way to really know if somebody is a fun person. Because it is one of the most just honestly fun movies in the history of cinema. Yeah. And, like, I mean, you could watch it every fucking day almost. It's just that good. Like, it's one of those movies that, you know, it, it, it gets played on, like, AMC and shit like that a lot. Like, yeah, a lot of the cable channels. You can come in halfway through that movie and just be like, oh, well, this is my next hour and a half then. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to finish this movie because it's just that good. The Princess Bride is, is fucking amazing. You don't switch off of it. You don't no, turn away. never. Yeah. No one has ever changed the channel from The Princess Bride unless they went to, like, the eastern time of the channel that they're on to see it from the beginning. That is the only time anyone has ever changed the channel from The Princess Bride. That's how I look at it. It's a good view. Not too much in the comic news this week, but I did find something that was kind of interesting, I thought. Uh-oh. You're familiar with a character called Wolverine. Uh, that's Hugh Jackman, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> So, Marvel is teasing some of their upcoming slate. This, is, uh, this comic isn't actually coming out until 2019, but they did review the cover. It's called Wolverine Infinity Watch. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Hey, you got the Infinity Gauntlet with the three fucking claws coming out of it. Yeah. 
how do you end that story? Does he just kill everybody? I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I love the, the subtitles. Like, unbreakable claws and a healing factor <laughs> weren't enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Wolverine's already the, like the most overpowered character in the Marvel universe, anyway. Yeah. He literally rebuilt himself from one atom at one point. Yeah. He got like fucking hit with an A bomb or something like that. And there was one atom left, and he just, like, built himself back from that. That is canon. That has happened in the Marvel Universe. That's sick. And, uh, yeah, so it's like, you give him the Infinity Gauntlet, I assume the very last comic of that story is him in a desolate desert world where there no one else exists, and he's just cracking a beer. <laughs> if that's not the last fucking panel, then you can go fuck yourself. You've ruined this story. <laughs> Nobody knows yet if it's going to be just a one-shot or if it's a mini-series or an ongoing series. So It's got to be a mini-series. There's no way you can have any other stories if fucking Wolverine has the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. That's like the end. Because it's just like, it, he's literally indestructible. That's like his, his whole fucking thing that he has is that he's has an insane healing factor and his skeleton is made of an unbreakable metal. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so this is just, he's just unstoppable. And you're like, yeah. Oh, also he has berserker rage, superhuman strength and reflexes, and he can just tear like helicopters in part. Yeah. It's just, I, I love Wolverine. He's the best. Also because he's short, which makes me like him too. Yeah. He's short and hairy and alcoholic and full of rage. So I identify with his character is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about young Santa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give the reins over to you for a little bit here and let you fanboy out a bit. We've uh, got some listener questions that you've been begging for. We do have some listener questions, and I'm so excited to hear this. Uh, Please, by the way, guys, guys and gals, sorry, guys and gals and others, please, for the love of God, keep sending in listener questions. I am so blown away by the fact that we have. Yeah. You should have seen the look on his face when he told me when he came over. Yeah. It was like Christmas morning for him. Exactly. Like, I'm blown away by the fact that we have listeners, let alone listener questions. (laughs) Like, how the fuck is anyone so interested in our goddamn dumb ramblings? But I appreciate it so much, and you guys are fucking beautiful, and I love you. So, let's go to our listener question segment, A to Z. A to Z has the greatest uh, army of listeners ever. Yeah. And they have questions. That's right. And we are going to answer them. A to Z, bring in the cues. Always. You just fucking nailed I am so proud of you for nailing that. I'm going to... You're a fucking born marketer. Here we go, then. All right. Question number one. This is coming from Emma Sue. Twitter handle at Moonbeam underscore baby. Hmm. All right. Which comic hero would you want to be, and then in parentheses, other than Batman, Zack, and which villain? Okay. So, so which, it definitely is a listener then. Yeah. I mean, because they just called they're, you right the fuck out. Yeah, they're aware of how much that I love Batman. Yeah. So like, which hero and which You wouldn't villain? even blink. I think that's just your... Even without that question, you're just like, I want to be Batman. Yeah, I that's my knee-jerk yeah. reaction. Mm-hmm. Batman. Always. Yeah. Why don't you answer first? Hero and villain. I'm assuming that's any universe, by the way. Oh, not really? just Marvel, not just DC, not just okay. Vertigo. Just get them all. Even though Vertigo is technically owned by DC. Yeah. So initially, I am reading your Alan Moore Swamp Things right now. And I was going to say Swamp Thing, but 
That, that's really kind of painful. Like he's he's gone through a lot of shit. Like that's, that's it's, it would not be a fun existence. I don't, to be. It kind of fits with you though, with your like beautiful, deep, loving soul that you have. Yeah. Like to be an elemental demigod, yeah. it kind of works with you. And also the fact that like you fuck with something I care about, I'm just gonna rage all over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just take all of Gotham City away. <laughs> have you gotten to that part yet? No, not yet. Okay. Never I'm looking mind forward that. to it though. <laughs> I don't remember if it's, if it's in the books or not. Uh, you it said might, it was, so. I think it is. Okay. I want to say it is. But anyway, I mean, I could see you with uh, as a swamp thing. I could also yeah. see you as a, hmm. I had a good one, then I lost it. Damn it. Hmm. For a hero for you, I would say, honestly, I could see you as kind of a Martian Manhunter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, just personality-wise. Just the fact that I'm an alien. Yeah. No, it more in the fact of just like you're very open to everything. Like you have your own set of morals, and that's what you just live by. Like you're not going to follow whatever fucking shit is cool at the time. You know what you like, and you know what's okay to you. But if someone were to cross that line and perhaps put someone you care about in danger, you will transform into a crazy-ass fucking, like, 70 beast tentacle monster like Godzilla style thing and take them down. Yeah. I can see that. You got anything for you yet while I'm thinking? For me? Yeah. uh, For my heroes? We'll see. Since I'm not allowed to pick Batman, I guess uh, I could pick the heroes that I most identify with. Okay. Uh, For heroes that I identify with i could go with um constantine mm, yeah john constantine the help blazer yeah or another hero that i would identify with a lot jesse custer mm. i mean very similar he, to me yeah i guess so is he a hero though would you say that he's not yeah kills a lot of people yeah uh People that deserve to be killed. So. Says who? Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now for villain, that is a little bit of a tougher one. It is, yeah. That's why I've been trying to kind of rack my brain over here while you were talking. Still haven't really settled on anything yet. Ooh, what villain would I most want to be? Um, does Lobo count as a villain? Because I would love to be Lobo. He's kind of right in the middle, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Because being Lobo would be fucking dope. You got sweet dreadlocks and you're smoking cigars and drinking whiskey and bounty hunting in space. Yeah. You're just Boba Fett with a sweet Harley. Why would you not want to be fucking Lobo? Hmm. What about... Oh, I just had one. I lost it. Motherfucker. Oh, you know what? I just figured out. Not even the hero that I want to be, but the hero that most identifies with me or that i most identify with <laughs> okay spider jerusalem oh from transmet yeah i mean that's i thought you were gonna say spider man at first i was like wait what no, no. spider jerusalem that is me to a fucking t yeah again though i don't know yeah he's he's heroic he's a hero yeah he hates the government <laughs> he tells the man to go fuck himself and he lives for freedom 
How are you not going to love him? He is a hero. 100%. If you're a libertarian, Spider-Jerusalem is a hero. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the qualification. That is from Trans Metropolitan, by the way, guys. That is a comic book that if you haven't read, you should read. It is... It's worth checking out. It's amazing. It's essentially uh, Hunter S. Thompson in the year 22,000. Where it's just like crazy ass fucking futuristic shit, and yeah. he's just doing crazy space drugs and um, telling politicians to go fuck themselves. It's beautiful. That's fair. So I think I got a villain. What do you got? He's really smart, and through well, mostly usually an accident. From what I've seen, he gets he gets extra appendages. I'm, I'm going Doctor Octopus. Oh, you go Doc Ock on us? I think huh? so. That's fair. Are you going Doc Ock from the comics, or are you going Doc Ock from the Sam Raimi movie? Well, he's dead, so I guess the comics then. That's fair. Yeah, but he sacrificed himself, so he's almost a hero, too. Yeah, that's why I can't. Oh, it, it, it touches both. It's beautiful. You want to go Doc Ock, though, huh? I think so. For your villain? So. Where are you going? For my villain? Yeah. Mm. What villain would I most want to be? Um... That's a hard one, man. I always yeah. see myself as the hero because I want to win. Yeah. Maybe, uh... Oh, shit. Kind of... Deadshot? Yeah, I could see that a little bit. I could be Deadshot. I was going to say, um... For my villain, Sinestro. Ooh. Kind of like angry, but still wants to carry out law and order, but is willing to go evil yeah. to save shit, and then you just end up being evil anyway. Like, that's kind of a hero I would sort of like to do, where, like, you start out trying to be good, then the evil just takes over. Like, I think Sinestro would be a fun villain to be. Yeah. Or just Thanos. Well. But then is Thanos a villain? Because I'll be honest with you, after yeah. watching Infinity War, I think I was on his side. He was making some good points, actually. I think I agree with him 100%. Also, he has the greatest, uh, well, not the greatest, but one of the greatest last words ever, where it's like, you should have gone for the head. And then he just snaps his fingers, <laughs> and everybody just fucking disappears. Well, not everybody. Half of everybody. Half of everybody disappears. Nobody cares because it's all Everyone gonna... cares. Well, yeah, until Marvel resets the entire cinematic universe in six years and none of this fucking matters. Just so we don't have to pay Robert Downey Jr. $6 million per movie. You'll miss him. Yes, I will miss him a thousand times. I'm talking about the marketing people who are running Disney. Uh, yeah. Who greenlit the fucking prequel uh, Rogue One fucking series. They clearly don't give a fuck about story. So they're like, yeah, get Robert Downey Jr. out of there. Let me get some young twink who can play uh, Iron Man, and then no one's going to like him because he's not going to have the, the charisma that Robert Downey Jr. had. And then uh, we can flush Marvel down the toilet like we did with Star Wars. It's then, coming. That's what's going to happen in the next oh. 25 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Disney's just going to buy up all the franchises that we like and then flush them straight down the toilet. They're already 80% of the way there. I mean. Yeah. They're working hard, man. Okay, so uh, your hero was Swamp Thing. Correct. Your villain was? Dr. Octopus. Dr. Octopus. My hero was Spider-Jerusalem. 
my villain was Sinestro. Yeah. So I'm going to go with. Right. I like being either of those guys. That would be kind of dope. Thanks for the question. Thank you so much for the question, at Moonbeam underscore baby. Fantastic question. Uh, really mad that you didn't let me pick Batman to begin with, so you can go fuck yourself. And in fact, you know what? Because you, you gave me that, here's what I'm going to pick. I'm going to be Nightwing. <laughs> I almost picked Batman as my villain just to see what he would say. <laughs> oh, my God. This would have been a fucking fight. I know. I'm just not ready for it right now. The, so. the next 40 minutes of this podcast is just... Uh, it's, it's just us tussling over a table. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Listener question number two. This is from at Brent Smith 411 on Twitter. All right. He asked us, how many licks does it personally take you to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? Nice. Pretty hilarious. So this is referencing an old commercial. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Yes. No, I've, I'm not that fucking young. Gee, I'm not 16. So it's actually a funny question because I did do this as a child. I counted. Did you seriously do yeah, that? Yeah, I really did. Are you uh, autistic? I've never asked you that before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, we'll save that for another show. I'm on the spectrum, so. but. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to take a guess at what the answer was for me? There's, I have no idea. There's 112. 112, really? Yeah. I uh, So, 112 for you, A, for the Z. The I, Z. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the patience to lick to the center of the Tootsie Pop. I always end up biting it oh, anyway. Your girlfriends know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm here for me, not for them. Hey, everybody. Uh, goal has been achieved. I have made uh, <coughs> Varble cough into his own glass, and I am so fucking happy that this is going on right now. I have ginger ale in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> it burns. It burns. It burns. The power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ is ginger ale? Yeah, why not? It's as real as anything else. Who gives a fuck? <sighs> All right, you got an answer for this. Um, I'll be honest with you. I haven't had a Tootsie Pop in about eight or nine years. I also have not had the um, attention span to lick to the center. I just bite into it like nine licks in. Like a savage. Yeah. Because, as we've talked about, I don't have the attention span to finish anything. I'm not going to sit here and try to whittle this sucker down to nothing. I own this sucker. I'll fucking bite it if I want to fucking bite it. But you gotta save for it. That candy coating. Yeah, no thanks. Let me get to the end so I can move on. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so you, yours is 112. Yeah. Mine is uh 420. Okay. <laughs> thanks for the question, Brent. Make sure to send one in next week. You're the man. All right, and then we got uh, one more question as oh. well from our listeners. This is coming from uh, this is from the email actually. Oh yeah. The email is a two z show dot ask at gmail dot com. Make sure to look on that if you want to send that in instead of doing it on Twitter. This is from uh, Jerry, who is a listener. Hey Jerry, how you doing, man? Big fan. Jerry's a good dude. I've actually met Jerry oh, in yeah. real life. Is it Jerry Seinfeld? No. Even better. Oh. 
Jerry is me in 40 years. Oh. It's amazing. He's the man. I love Jerry. He's one of my best friends. Okay. Now, his question was, which actor was your favorite Punisher from the movies? All right, so let's break it down. We got Dolph Lundgren. Yes. We got Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. And we got who was the guy that played the Punisher War Zones? I don't remember his Ray fucking name. Stevenson. Stevenson. That sounds about right. Does the guy from the Daredevil slash Marvel universe count on on the Netflix thing? I don't know. He said movies, so that is fair. Because I want to put like a a caveat. Ray Stevenson. Racy, fucking good pull, Bubba. Good pull. That was strong. I'm going to put a caveat in that I like John Barenthal as the Punisher. I think he does it incredibly well. Okay. That being said, if we're just doing movie Punishers, mm-hmm. it's got to be Thomas Jane. Yeah. I'm, I'd like to like, disagree with you because I think it'd be more interesting, but I think you're right. Thomas Jane was an amazing Punisher. He really was. That Did you movie. see the dirty laundry? Short? Yes. Oh my god. Oh, it's so good, guys. Seriously, everybody, if you're listening and you haven't seen the dirty laundry short, go on YouTube, just type in "dirty laundry Punisher" mm-hmm. and watch that fucking short movie they made to get Thomas Jane to be the Punisher again. It yeah. is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, it's one of the best fucking things ever. Thomas Jane was amazing in that role. Yeah. I if only there was a better movie around him. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, I mean, the movie he was in wasn't that bad, though. Like it was, honestly, it was average. The Punisher was pretty good. Like there was good, there was good shit in that. There was great fucking uh, action scenes. Yeah. Thomas Jane is just an amazing actor. He is. So it made it good. Travolta was way too cheesy, though. Travolta's always too cheesy. Exactly. Give me that one movie miscast. Travolta's in that he wasn't too cheesy. Battle Battlefield Earth. Um, <laughs> <yeah. Manimal. laughs> in reality though one of my favorite Travolta movies is uh, Blowout it's very good Blowout's good I think I say Pulp Fiction he's kind of cheesy in that though oh come on he's great in Pulp Fiction he's great but it's a cheesiness too it was a teenage wedding Travolta's great in Pulp Fiction yeah although the greatest Travolta movie of all time is Face Off if someone disagrees with me, I will fight them physically. No takers here. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because we all know that face off is beautiful. <laughs> I forgot we don't have cameras for this, yeah. so I just did that physical, <laughs> like, visual uh, joke for nobody. <laughs> oh, I'm nobody now? Yes. Wow. You're my. You were going to make me an AI fucking robot earlier today. Don't give me that shit. I was joking about that, because, like, when you said you are going to make an AI Zach, my first thought was just me as, like, a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic <laughs> robot, where he's just like, Tom Brady is the best. You go fuck yourself. Batman. Batman is the greatest hero. Say that to my fucking face, pussy. <laughs> I wish Tom Brady was Batman. I wish Tom Brady was inside me.
This is good. See, I'm going to use all this for my AI now. That's, you don't know. We're just building it. I'm just working myself out of a job. <laughs> Goddamn automation. <laughs> now, I would say if we can't use John Barenthal for The Punisher, because he's pretty fucking great, I would say it's got to be Thomas Jane, man. I mean, I don't really know who else played that better. Yeah. Like, he had the War most... Warzone was really fun, though. That's my favorite Punisher movie. It was a fun action movie, but the way that Thomas Jane was able to add weight to the cliche, terrible dialogue that he was supposed to speak from the screen, that's got to lend something to his fucking credit. Like, yeah. like, that guy is just that good of an actor where you're like, oh, fuck, this sounds like semi-believable, and this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> no, I like the first uh, punishment. And then, I mean... Dolph Lundgren, uh, I will never vote for him because he is the Russian who lost in Rocky Four. So he's a goddamn dirty commie, and he can suck my freedom-loving capitalist balls. And don't ever forget that, Dolph Lundgren. Goddamn commie fuck. <laughs> I just can't do it. I can't vote for Dolph Lundgren. I just, I refuse. That's my favorite Rocky movie, Rocky Four. Really? Is there anything better? Not only does he get revenge for him killing his best friend, but while he's getting revenge for him killing his best friend, he gets to knock out a fucking dirty communist right in the middle of the USSR. So all those other dirty fucking douchebag communists get to see what's going on. It's fucking beautiful. It is, if you had to die, Varble... It is the life that I would want to have after you died. What, you want me to get killed by Russians? Yeah, as long as I can go fucking kill the dude who killed you in Russia in front of the rest of Russia and let them know that fucking communism sucks dicks and this this freedom will ring at all times. It's the greatest thing ever. Like, I don't want you to die, but if you have to die, that's how you want to send your fucking best friend off, is letting all of the USSR know that they ain't shit. You know the wall came down, right? Yeah, because I made it come down. As did Rocky. That's all before you were born. How are you so passionate about this? How am I so passionate about it? Because communism is bullshit. That's how I'm so fucking passionate about it. Freedom and capitalism all day. Forever. Don't ever stop me. Okay, so I'm going to stop you there. And we're going to go. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> that, that was our last question. Then. Yes. Okay. Yes. That was our last right. question. Thank Guys, you, Jerry. Thank you so much, Jerry. Always. You're the best, man. I love you. Uh, as is uh, at Moonbeam Baby, whatever the fuck that kind of Twitter name is. Yeah. <laughs> Whatevs. And then the other guy who I have to pull up on my Brent. phone because I don't remember it. Brent Smith. Brent Smith. At Brent Smith 411. Because he's got the lowdown. Oh. He'll give you that fucking info. He's all like, yo, don't see this new superhero movie. It was pretty blase. It was whatevs. I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. That's pretty non-blase. It's pretty dope. That's my Brent Smith uh, fucking voice. It's pretty close. Is it pretty close? Yeah. Did no, I get it? No, really. But I wanted to end this week on a high note. So okay. we do have one final topic, if you're still up for it. Wait, 
before we get to the final topic, let me just say, guys, thank you so much for sending in questions. Uh, please continue to send in questions for us. We just recently opened our DMs on our Twitter because we're fucking idiots and oh. we're unaware that that thing was closed to begin with. We That's assumed right. it was just already open. So, as, as always, if you want to send more questions in to us, uh, either tweet at us at the A2Z show, number two as always. Please, for the love of God, send us more questions because Varble is going to run out of topics really fucking soon. So, to end on a high note here, do you remember Bat Kid? Of course I remember Bat Kid. It was a beautiful story and it made me cry. Yes, it was. They did a full documentary on it that was on Netflix for yeah. a while. And it, and it just, made I everyone the cry. the entire time, yeah. If no one didn't cry during that, you're fucking heartless. Exactly. And that's coming from me, who yeah. is heartless. News came out the other day. Bat Kid is now cancer-free five years later. Yeah! Bat Kid is the hero we deserve and need Absolutely. at the same fucking time. Way to be, Bat Kid. Way to fucking hit some batterings into cancer's ass and fucking put him in a chokehold and just fucking... Destroy it! I am so happy that fucking Bad Kids went in. That's amazing, That's beautiful, yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. How old is he now at this point? Uh, he's now a fifth grader. He's, he's ten. Grader. That was right when I started reading comics. We're set. He enjoys science, robotics, and playing Little League Baseball. <sighs> You're the fucking man, Bad Kid. Bad Kid, you are the light that we all look to. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it, as always. Uh-huh. Guys and gals, I'm sorry. I keep doing that. You really do. I just, You're I consider... Very misogynistic. I consider guys to be a general neutral term. Because I would say guys to a group of men and women. And other, whatever they want to be. I don't care. So, thank you guys and gals and other for listening to the A to Z podcast. We hope that you have had as much fun as I have. That's impossible. If you haven't, I hope you had at least as much fun as Andrew has. That's closer to it. <laughs> but seriously, thank you guys so much for listening. You are the best fans ever. We appreciate all of your feedback, whatever it would be. Even if it's negative, please send it to us. We will work on it, I promise. Whatever app you're listening to this on, please give us a five-star rating. Or, you know what, just give us a rating. Whatever rating you feel like we deserve. Please throw it out there. I hope it's five stars. Seriously, though, guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much. Follow the podcast at the A2Z Show on Twitter. Follow America's Sweetheart at Big Guy ACV on Twitter. Follow your favorite failed comedian at Melch Knows Best on Twitter. And if you have any questions you want to send to us that's not on Twitter, if you don't feel like using Twitter, it's a2zshow.ask at gmail.com send that shit in it's literally on my phone I will get updates we will talk about it I guarantee you that and also we will give out any shout out that you want whatever you want us to shout out we will shout out if you send a question in you guys are the best we love you so much Varble I love you so much you are the fucking man happy Friday (laughs)